0: Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future Is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011, at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfuturesmissing.com. Thank you.
2: Ms., Parental Guidance, Great Puppet Caper, Space Buddies, Jungle Book, Karate Kid, and Stuart Little 2. So right now I have with me Brianna, and we are going to be talking about The Great Muppet Caper. So how are you doing today, Brianna?
3: I'm doing very great. Thank you. How are you?
2: I am doing well. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this film?
3: Okay. <laughs> um, This film is about Kermit, voice of Jim Hansen, and Gonzo, voice of Dave Galls, and Fozzie Bear, voice of Frank Oz, and they're all like new reporters, like they just been reporters for about like six months, I guess, and they get fired because of their lack of interesting news, so like they post something about, oh yeah, we're new reporters, and it's not really interesting news, so they see this crime happen, but they're totally oblivious to it, which is part of the part of the reason why they get fired. Um, They travel to London to interview Lady Holiday, who was the victim, and she's Diana Rigg, voice, and she's a rich fashion designer that's a victim of a jewel theft, and they see this, so they want to go interview her. With the help of her new secretary, Miss Piggy, voice of Frank Oz, um, Kermit and his friends slowly get more clues to who the thieves are. So throughout the film, it's kind of like a mystery movie, Mm -hmm. but with Muppets.
2: Awesome! I love mystery movies and I love the Muppets, so this film sounds fantastic. So, what did you think of it? Um,
3: it was really good. It had like something for everyone—just like adventure, romance, danger, action. Mm-hmm. Well, a little action. And it's, since this film is a musical, I really like it. Like before, I really didn't like musicals because I thought they had too many songs. Because I saw this one movie where it's like, uh, three-word song, three-word song. So this was a yeah. good, this was a good um, movie that it didn't have too many songs and it didn't have just one song. So yeah. that's why I mainly like it.
2: And speaking of the songs, what did you think of the soundtrack?
3: Um, the background music was very good when they weren't singing to it and the musical like where they actually were singing to it it was really fun like I always see that when I see musicals I'm always catching on to the song so like I'll be in the middle of the week just singing the song just like yeah so I definitely did that with this one
2: that's awesome so of course with the Muppets they are puppets so what did you think of them how did you think the puppeteers did
3: um, as they do every time, every time I see puppets, like they're always on those little sticks, I'm just like, how can they do that? And so with this movie, it was like he flung out his arm and he made a facial expression. I mean, it wasn't as clear as a human's, but you could yeah. you could see that like he was angry or mad or whatever. And I think they did a very good job on doing the whole like right arm, left arm. They didn't they never got confused.
2: That's awesome. So, do you think you have a favorite scene in this film?
3: Well, my favorite scene is like it's towards the beginning where he or Kermit thinks he's going to see Lady Holiday for the first time to interview her to see what happened Mm -hmm. and anything. And her new secretary, Miss Piggy, she's in the office taking care of the office like she just got the job that day. So she she really doesn't know what to do. And she's like clueless. (laughs) Yeah. So she's in front of the she's in front of the window And she's like, she's like, thank you, thank you for all of your generosity. I take this medal and award for being the greatest model ever. And while she's saying this whole like speech about how she's the greatest model, Kermit walks in and he's like, uh, and she's totally oblivious that she's doing it in front of him. And so when they meet guys, it's like love at first sight. It's like really funny. And she, like, she got off on a bad start by being embarrassed. But, you know, it was all cool.
2: That's awesome. And do you think you have a favorite character?
3: Miss Piggy, just like every time. <laughs> um, but this is for a different reason this time. I mean, I mean, because she's always sassy in other films, but um, she shares my favorite character with Kermit because, mm-hmm. I mean, he is the main character, but he's also, like, in this one, he's more naive in the beginning because he doesn't really know that Miss Piggy isn't Miss Holiday. So I like that about him.
2: Uh-huh. And do you think that there's anything you might change about this film? Um,
3: I think for a change, um, I would say that I mean, I really don't know. I think some of these scenes are not needed because well, I'm going to start and can we get off? And and Kermit's like, no, there's the credits. And I'm, and I'm thinking, why do they have this scene? It really doesn't tie into anything. So. Yeah,
2: you're like, I, I do not find that necessary yeah, at Yeah, because if you
3: didn't watch that, like, if you didn't watch that, you could have still watched the whole movie without <laughs> being clueless. So. Mm-hmm.
2: You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devani, and today we are reviewing Parental Guidance, The Great Muppet Caper, Space Buddies, Jungle Book, Karate Kid, and Stuart Little 2. So right now I have with me Brianna, and we are talking about The Great Muppet Caper, and it sounds fantastic. And she was just telling me about her favorite scenes and favorite characters. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the age group you would recommend for this film?
3: I recommend this Great Muppet Caper for ages 5 to 12. I think that older ages might be a little bored when they see it, but it's a great film for the family and friends. I yeah. mean, why I say it's, like, not for older ages? Because, I mean, it's still a little kids film, but, like, I love little kids films. So, you know, I'm an exception. So, yeah, like, I, think, I,
2: yeah. I wouldn't necessarily watch The Muppets with my friends at, yeah. like, a sleepover or something, but I would definitely watch The Muppets with, like, my family and my brother, you know? So it's, like, one of those family films. Yeah. So, what do you think about the rating? Would you get... How many stars would you give it on a scale of one to five?
3: I give this film four to five stars. I like that it's a musical, but, again, I feel some of the scenes are not needed.
2: Yeah. And what do you think about the overall production?
3: I thought that it was good. Like... All the all of the people who, of course, did the voiceovers for the Muppets and the actual like actual visual Muppets, I thought those were good. I thought the story plot was good. Um, I thought that the music was really good because of course it gets stuck in my head, but like everyone's like, "Oh, I got this song stuck in my head, and I'm just like, well, if it's a good song, then you should keep it stuck in your head." <laughs> So I thought it was a good movie overall of the music and plot and message and so.
2: That's awesome. So what do you think um, was the biggest, like one of the biggest messages that they put out?
3: Um. Th- well, the big message that is to never really give up mm-hmm. because they get fired from this job and they're still, like, they're sad about it, but, and then, but Kermit, like, Everyone around him's like, oh, I can't do this. And we're not going to be able to do this. We're not going to be able to solve it. But he, I think throughout the whole thing, he's like, no, we have to find this. We, we have to do this. We have to get our job back. We have to, like, prove to ourselves and other people that we can get a job done. So I think that's the main one.
2: That's awesome. And if you could be one character, who would you be and why?
3: I think I'd be... I think I'd be Lady Holiday because I mean, I'm not rich or anything, but like I'm a very dramatic and sassy person and so I'm like I mean I won't be mean to you, but I'm I'm one of those people where if you like if you slightly pushed me, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna die <laughs> And like yeah. like epically just fail and just, like, fall on the floor and act like I'm dying. I'd be one of those people, so I think that's the person I'd be.
2: That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. So, do you think that this is, like, a relatable movie? Do you think – I mean, even though that you sort of relate to one of the characters, do you think that other people could relate to this film at all?
3: Um, I think that some people – well, I think that all people can relate to this film because I know all people have not gotten what they wanted because of course the Muppets didn't like they didn't continue their job because they got fired, so I think everyone has one of those feelings where they fail at something where they're not really they're the best not doing something. the best yet, they're not the best at something, and they keep trying to work hard at it, so I think everyone can relate to this film.:
2: Yeah, that's awesome. So, do you think that, I mean, I know in each um, Muppet film, they sort of have, like, the same Muppet characters, but was there any new Muppets or new characters that you really liked or that you wish would just be there all the time?
3: Um, I don't think so. I think, there, I think everyone was there, because when I watch Muppet films, I watch them, like, like, I'll watch this one this year, and then two years from that, I'll watch the next one. So, like, I don't, like, I mean, I'll watch films over again, but that means, like, I'll watch them over and over again just to get, like, a better feel of it. So, but every time I watch them, they always have the same ones, and everyone's like, oh, the same is boring. But in Muppet Films and in Airbud, of course, and The Buddies, it's never really boring. Like, it's just new, I mean, same characters, different story so
2: that's awesome well thank you so much for telling us all about the great muppet caper so guys be sure to check it out let's take a break i'm raven davani from kids first coming attractions and you're listening to voice america kids
1: Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for 8 coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red card premiere of Winnie the Pooh. Sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page and hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Remember
2: You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.
1: You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up.
2: Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devanny and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the Jungle Book, and we have with us Juliana. So how are you doing today, Juliana? Wait, isn't it Karate Kid? Oh yeah, sorry. (laughs) Let's start over again, I guess. (laughs) Take three. Okay. Should I just count down? Yeah, count down again. Okay. Five, four, three, two... Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devanny, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss Karate Kid, and we have with us Juliana. So, how are you doing today, Juliana?
0: I'm doing very good. How are you?
2: I'm well. So, why don't you tell us about this film?
0: Okay. So this film is about a boy named Daniel, and he moves like, across the country to California because his mom got a job. And there he's getting bullied by these kids that go to this karate dojo. And then he meets this, like, old gardener guy named Miyagi. And he thinks that he can't help him with his problems. But in the end, Miyagi can help him.
2: That's awesome. Well, I personally love this movie. So what do you think about it?
0: Um... In my family, we've watched this movie for, like, ever. I've seen this movie when I was, like, a baby. I love it.
2: Mm-hmm. And is this the original Karate Kid, or, like, the new one with Jaden Smith?
0: It's the original version.
2: Oh, my God, I love that one. Ah, oh, it's so good. And what I think is awesome is, um, is, like, the place where they filmed a lot of that is Leo Carrillo, and I've been there, which is awesome. Um, so... What did you think about the visuals in this film?
0: Um, I think they could have been a little better. I mean, at times, it was okay, but not great. But it was really good.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And do you think you have a favorite scene or a favorite character?
0: Um, my favorite character was probably Miyagi because... You would just never expect this little dude to just like beat up like ten like young black belts. Like it was amazing. Mhm. And my favorite scenes were like his training techniques because you wouldn't think that like waxing a car, sanding and painting a fence would actually help you, so
2: Yeah, but it really did. So yep. that's awesome. And do you think that you would change anything about this film? Um, no.
0: I loved every second of this movie. There was nothing I would change.
2: And what age group would you recommend this film for?
0: I think this movie is for ages eight and up, maybe, because. I think that little kids probably will get afraid of people beating each other up. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a cool movie.
2: And how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five?
0: If I could, I would give it like a million, but five. <laughs>
2: That's awesome. So... I know you were saying um, that it's, like, a little bit violent for younger kids, but do you think that it might be, like, a good family movie if children watched it with their parents so that they could give them a little bit of guidance?
0: Well, yeah, because when your parents are there for you, you feel fine because, you know, they'll protect you, so... Yeah,
2: and they can sort of, like, talk you through it.
3: Yeah. hmm
2: And do you think that this was sort of, like, a relatable movie... Um,
0: maybe when I was little, because I did karate when I was, like, four, but I've never gotten bullied because I, like, am taller than everyone, so.
2: (laughs) So you're like, yeah, tall power. Well, even tall people get bullied sometimes, but it's good that you were never bullied, because that's not fun. (laughs) Yeah. So, if you had to be one character, who would you be and Why?
0: I do not know who I would be. It's hard to choose.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a certain character that you kind of relate to, or that you would want to be?
0: Um, I think it would be amazing to be as good as at karate as Miyagi, I and mean, he's just like amazing at it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So what do you think are the biggest morals and messages put out to audiences?
0: Um, one is you shouldn't judge a book by its cover because Miyagi's this little old dude and then he goes up beating people, so mm-hmm. that's one thing. And another one is you shouldn't bully people because Absolutely. one, they could get revenge, and two, it's just not
2: nice. Absolutely. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devanny, and today we are reviewing Parental Guidance, Space Buddies, Karate Kid, and Stuart Little 2. And right now, I have with me Juliana, and we are talking about Karate Kid. So, have you seen the newer version of Karate Kid?
0: Uh, yes, I have. And so, I actually like it as much mm-hmm. as I like the older
2: version. How do How do you think they compare to each other? Like, do you think the changes were good or bad? Um...
0: The changes were good. It was a good movie, but I still kind of like the older one a lot better. hmm
2: I think... I don't know. I think they both have, like, some really good qualities, but the older one is, like, so original and, like, I don't know. It's just... There's something about it that's just, like, so classic and, like, such a classic, you know, American karate film, and I just... I love it so much. It's, like, fantastic. <laughs> so... What did you think of the overall production of the film?
0: Um, I thought they did a really good job. Mm-hmm.
2: Was there one specific aspect of the film that really stood out to you, whether it was the cinematography or the acting or, like, the soundtrack, something that, like, really stood out to you?
0: I think that the acting was actually pretty good.
2: Mm-hmm. And why was it so good, per se?
0: Well... You could believe that he was actually, like, a real kid going through, like, these hard times. He's being bullied. He just struggled through a new move, and he doesn't know anyone. So I think that could be believable.
4: hmm And
2: would you say that um, it gives, like, a good... I know you were saying it gives a good message, like, not to bully people. But do you think in the end the bullying is resolved?
0: Um... I think so, because in the end, I think the kid sees that he's not that tough anymore, so... Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: And what do you think of the emotion in this film? Like, what genre would you put it under?
0: I would probably put it under action, because, like, they're, like, fighting and stuff, so... Mm Mm-hmm.
2: And is there anything that you learned from this film that has benefit you in your daily life, whether it was a message or something that you sort of realized after watching this movie?
0: That you should always stand up for yourself and don't Mm. let people push you around.
2: Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, I mean, I think that's something that we could all sort of use in our daily lives. So do you think there were any scenes in this film that you didn't really like or that you think could have been fine not being in the movie?
0: Um, that's a hard one because it's just like a really great movie. Mhm.
2: So you just love everything about it? Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, it's always good when you like any movies. Do you think that there was a certain scene that you would have liked to see extended or something that you wanted to find out more about of the movie?
0: I would like to find out more about like what happens after like the ending. Mm-hmm. Like, that's always the one thing I want to know. You just
2: want to keep going. You're like, no, it can't be over yet. Well, I'm glad that you liked it so much because if you want the movie to keep going and going and going, then you obviously really liked it. Yes. So since this movie is a bit older... Um, what do you think of the visuals in this movie compared to sort of visuals that we have now? Because, I mean, even though movies are older, they can still be really good or also have really bad quality. So what do you think for this film?
0: I think it was okay. I mean, mm-hmm. not as well as today because, of course, today
2: yeah. Obviously, times months. have changed. <laughs>
0: but yeah, I think it was pretty good.
2: Well, that's good. So, besides the character Miyagi, do you think that there's another character that you sort of relate to at all? Um,
0: I could relate to Daniel and the fact that I would be a little, like, nervous and, like, shy if I, like, moved somewhere and I didn't know anyone. Yeah. I'd be, like, very quiet.
2: Absolutely. I think I would be that way, too. Whenever I'm in a new situation, I'm kind of shy. But then once I warm up to people, I'm, like, super outgoing and, like, yeah, woo, I love you all. (laughs) Yeah, that's just like me. Well, thank you so much for telling us about Karate Kid. Karate Kid is playing this month and all of next month on HGNet Movies Kids Scene, so be sure to go check it out. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids.
1: Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs public voting determines the 20 finalists and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners last year more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants to date some of the exciting assignments covered by the kids first film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2 Judy Moody and the not bummer summer with coverage on AOL Kids Voice America Kids and Working Mother check it all out at double www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page and hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Remember my name. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week?
2: You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.
1: You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up.
2: Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss Space Buddies, and we have with us Brianna and Camille. So how are you doing today, Brianna?
3: I'm very amazing. How are you?
2: I am very amazing as well. And what about you, Camille? I'm great. How about you? I'm doing well. So, Camille, why don't you tell us a little bit about this movie?
5: Well, Space Buddies is about... Five golden retrievers, um, who follow their kid owners on a school field trip um to the space station to watch a spaceship take off to the moon. Um, and then the five dogs sneak on to the spacecraft to take a look and they accidentally get launched into space. Mm-hmm. And from there they just kind of um they kind of live in space for a while and it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. That's awesome. And
2: Brianna, what do you think about this movie?
3: It was very, it was very good. I, I love, I love the Buddies films. I've always loved them. I've always been like, yeah, five Buddies doing whatever they want. <laughs> so, um, when they go into space, I'm really like, oh my gosh, they've exited the atmosphere.
2: <laughs> You're like, oh my goodness, that is yeah. amazing.
3: Yeah, when I first watched this, I was like, they're going into space, I can't wait, What what happens? And mm-hmm. I was, I was watching it with my mom and we were all cuddled up and I, I thought it was very well done, like since they went to space and all the voiceovers and I thought it was really well done.
2: That's awesome. And Camille, what do you think about the film? What do you think of the voiceovers? Um,
5: I have to agree with Brianna. I do think that they, um, that the voiceovers were very well done and I, I liked the video the visuals, although um, at
2: some points they could be a little bit cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think about the fact that they were sort of talking dogs, and obviously um, they had to use special effects for that, so Camille, what do you think of the special effects for the talking puppies?
5: I don't know, I actually think that it was pretty good. I um, I think that they did a pretty good job um, making the mouth movements match um, what you know the voice what the, what the people who vo voic- who were voicing over were saying
2: mhm And, Brianna, okay, so I know that this film and, like, sort of the Buddies series really isn't that realistic because, I mean, five puppies going all over the world and talking and whatnot, but has anyone noticed that the Buddies never age? Like, they stay puppies forever, and the the Buddies have been going on for quite some time, so I just find it interesting that the Buddies have just never aged. They're, like, puppies forever.
3: Like Dora yes like dora
2: oh my gosh yes like dora and like oh my gosh like everything you're just like oh (laughs) they just stay in like 10 for their whole (laughs) life (sighs) whatever dora is fantastic so i can't even complain about that yeah so camille what do you think about the emotion in this film I don't know.
5: Um, I don't actually think that there was that much emotion, but there was actually, but there was a little bit of emotion between the kids and, um, and like losing their dogs. And I thought that they did a pretty good job acting. Um, Mm
2: -hmm. yeah. And Brianna, do you have a favorite scene or a favorite buddy?
3: Yes. My favorite scene is when, like, right before they go on the spacecraft, well, they go on the bus to go to the spacecraft... They have to sneak on. So I think Butterball is the last one they get. Like, they all round up each other since they don't live with each other. So when they go get him, they all leave because he was in a cage because he got, like, this white couch dirty because he always loves to be in mud. Yeah. And so he was in a cage. And so when they left, like, when they were about to go on the bus, he was like, wait, guys, wait. And he's like, come on. And so he jumped in a mud puddle. And oh he gosh. Just got washed and so he's like all rubbing it and stuff and then he comes out and he's like Ah like it's like a soothing to him. You're so like, that, that was that really is, funny.
2: That is better. <laughs> <laughs> and Camille, what about you? Do you have a favorite buddy or a favorite scene? Um
5: I think that my favorite character in this film is actually not a buddy, but um she's a little ferret named Gravity. Um mm-hmm who is the creator of the spaceship's little pet um and i think that she's just really cute and she has such a really she has such a sweet bond bond with her, her owner
2: Oh, that's awesome. Well, I always think it's cool because I notice in all of the um, the Buddies movies, they don't just have, like, the Buddies. They always have, like, other animals in there, too. And I always think the other animals are, like, the most interesting ones because they're, like, new and they're awesome and everything. So I think they're pretty yeah, cool. Yeah,
5: I I totally agree with you. <laughs>
2: You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host Raven Devaney and today we are reviewing Space Buddies and Stuart Little 2. So right now I have with me Brianna and Camille and we are talking all about Space Buddies and how spacey it is and funny and awesome it is. So Camille, what age group would you recommend this film for?
5: Um I think I recommend this film to kids ages five through fifteen um, because it's entertaining and fun for the whole family. Um, but in my opinion, I think that it moved a little bit slowly at some points.
2: Mm-hmm. And Brianna, what about you, what age would you recommend this film for?
3: I recommend it for five to thirteen. Um, it's also a great great film for people who love puppies and outer space because my friend Caroline of course um, she wants to be an astronaut when she grows up and I Mm. kind of when I watch this film I'm just like Caroline would love to go out in space Mm -hmm. she would love to just zoom out there and I don't know why she wants to be an astronaut that was totally random of her to say that but um, she's always wanted to be an astronaut so when I saw it, I thought of her and it's also a great family film I mean all kids all kids movies
2: are just like awesome for family films I agree with you so Camille how many stars would you give this film on the scale of one to five um, I gave this film um four and
5: a half out of five stars. Mhm. And why is that? Um, because I do like um this movie, but I kind of felt like it needed a
2: little bit more action. Mhm. I see. And Brianna, what about you? How many stars would you give this film?
3: I give it four out of five. Um, I really like the message and the lessons, and it caught my attention from the beginning. But mm-hmm. I also have to agree with my other co star um, Camille, yes. Camille. Awesome name, Camille. Um, <laughs> see, um, I I agree with her because at times it did feel a little slow. At times it did feel as though they were running out of scenes to grasp from, so they just had to add things in there to make it a length. Sort of film. like fillers. Yeah, so I, I hate
2: think, that. Oh my gosh.
3: Yeah, because when you see a film, you want to see, you want to feel as though every scene is the most important scene, and you can't watch, you can't watch any of the movie without that scene. And I felt mm-hmm. as though. With this movie, there was a lot of, of as you said, fillers that just weren't needed.
2: I noticed that um, a lot in books. Like, I was watching this, I mean, I was reading this book, not watching the book, I wish. But um, <laughs> I was, <laughs> that's what movies are for. But I was reading this book, and it was so good. But then, like, in between the book, it was just, like, all about this girl just, like, going to school. And it was, like, about her classes, and it was so boring. Because if it was just about, like, the fun part of her life, then it would be such a short book. So they had to put on, like... Like hundreds of pages of fillers, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so bored by this." So, I definitely see that. I mean, if you think about it, yeah.
3: I mean, it's the same for movies and books and TV shows, and because if you think about it, you can do stuff. You like, I think you would expect that because not every movie can be perfect. So
2: yeah. Yes, and not every movie can be completely action-packed because then you would just be too overwhelmed.
3: <laughs> yeah, you'd be like,
2: it was... Um, and then... Uh, and then uh... this happened, yeah. <laughs> so, Camille... Do you think that there was a moral or a message that got put out to audiences? Um, I
5: don't know. I just kind of think that the moral of this um, story was friendship. Because um, when they're in space, the puppies, they just kind of have, you know, they have to work together um, to get back to space with the help of gravity.
2: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I think friendship and working together is very, very important. And Brianna, what about you? Do you think that there's a moral or a message that is put out to audiences? Yes, I think
3: that it was friendship and that your dreams can come true because butter, I mean not butterballs. <laughs> well, one of the dogs, um I totally forgot cuz the, their names are kind of all the same anyway. Very similar. Um yeah. So when I talk about this film, I'm just like, you know, that dog. Um but one of the dogs, um I think it was but anyway, um <laughs> his owner is very calm and very peaceful and he was looking at the stars at the beginning of the film. And I think this was a good Bond moment for them. But he was looking at the stars and the moon. And he was like, I wish I could touch the moon. I really wish I could touch the moon. And and I think he was wishing that throughout the whole film. I mean, I know you couldn't see him wish about it. But I think he was wishing that through the whole film. And I can't give it away because it's the end. But in the end, he somewhat
2: gets his wish. Mm -hmm. Sort of through the dog. That's awesome. (laughs) well i think that's awesome brianna and camille thank you so much for telling us all about space buddies and space buddies which sounds like a fantastic movie is playing this december on HGNet movies kid scene so be sure to check that out because it sounds like a fantastic adventure let's take a break i'm your host raven Devaney from kids first coming attractions and you're listening to voice america kids
1: Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the kids' first film critics include a week-long Film Critics Boot Camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Remember my name. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week?
2: You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.
1: You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up.
2: Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss Stuart Little 2, and we have with us Blake, all the way from Hawaii. So how are you doing today, Blake?
4: I'm doing great.
2: Awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this film?
4: Okay, well, Stuart Little 2 is the second Stuart Little movie, and in this movie, Stuart's, Stuart's mother is being overprotective of them especially when he narrowly escapes injury in a soccer game. Mm -hmm. Big brother George has also made a new friend, Will, so Stuart is feeling lonely. Mm -hmm. You know, because his older brother is spending more time with uh, his new friend instead of Stuart's. Then Stuart rescues a canary named Margolo from a falcon. She moves in with the... uh, They bring Margolo into the family, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's a lot of great heartwarming moments there, too. One day, Margalo is nowhere to be found. They can't find Margalo, so Stuart and Snowball set it set out across the city to find her. While George covers for Stuart, and this is this is the first time Stuart has to lie to his mother. So,
2: mm-hmm. well, I love this movie so much. So, what did you think of this movie?
4: I thought this movie deals with a lot of great themes and has uh, had some great meaning to it. Uh, it was pr- I was really surprised by it. I, I've seen this movie before, but it's been a while, but it was nice to refresh my memory and go through Stuart Little 2 again. Mm-hmm.
2: I I have like specific movies that I watched a lot when I was younger, and they're movies that like I still look back to this day, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love that movie, even though I haven't seen it for years, and Stuart Little 1 and 2 are some of those movies that I just love. So, what did you think of the cinematography and the animation for Stuart Little?
4: Well, the animation for Stuart Little 2 is actually like really ahead of its time. This movie came uh came out back in 2002 and the faces and the emotions that uh are put on Stuart are really complex and are super easy to relate with. So, I thought it was a milestone for uh CGI as far as Stuart Little uh goes.
2: Absolutely. It sort of, it sort of makes him more relatable and he's no longer just like a little mouse, but he's, he's almost sort of like a person because his facial expressions and his characteristics are very human-like. Right. So do you have a favorite character?
4: I think my favorite character in this movie is actually Snowball, just because of, uh, he's voice, Snowball's voiced by Nathan Lane. Mm -hmm. And I really like Nathan Lane. And but his voice is just brilliant in this movie. It every time I hear a snowball talk, he makes me laugh.
2: I agree with you. He is like my favorite character and I loved him so much because like you sort of see like this pretty white cat and you think it's gonna be sort of like right. this prissy girl cat he's, and he's like yeah. he's like all he's not really tough because like he doesn't like going outside, but I mean he has like sort of like a tough voice and he's like, you know him Mm -hmm. and Stuart sort of have, like, an interesting relationship where, like, Snowball wants to hate him, but he can't. So it's, like...
4: Just because he's so likable.
2: uh Uh-huh. So he loves him. And then I also, um, I cannot remember the name of, like, the little boy. George, was it, I think? Yeah. I can't... But all my... I love him. Just, like, um, I love that actor because he was in, um, this other movie that I love. It was, like, the Little Vampire or something. And that was, like, my favorite he's movie growing up. up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but um, when he was younger um, and he was in that movie, I was, like, I loved him so much in that movie. And, like, he was so adorable. So I think he's just, like, fantastic. And, and Stuart Little when he was younger. So what do you think of the emotion in this film?
4: The emotion in this movie uh, really tucks at your heartstrings. Like, it's it was always great to, like, see the ending of this film, which uh they leave off on a good note and you're you're glad and but throughout throughout the movie there's constant uh you know it's totally upbeat humor you get worried sometimes about what's going to happen to the characters but that's good i think all movies should have that mm-hmm.
2: so it sort of keeps you interested yeah and what do you think about the the bad guys sort of in this movie how do you think how do you think they were in this film
4: actually i think they uh used the hawk as, like, a predator of mice, right? hmm So I think, like, just the, how he's far up on the um, food chain and mm-hmm. how they use uh, the voice. Uh, James Woods was the voice of the evil falcon. Mm-hmm. And I think that was great. Like, he had the perfectly cast for that role. And, again, like I was saying with Stuart, the emotions that were brought to life on these animals all the way back in 2002 is really quite amazing.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing Stuart Little 2, and I have with me Blake, and we are talking all about this film, which both of us quite enjoy. So, how many stars would you give this film on a scale of 1 to 5?
4: I think it's definitely, it's definitely a memorable movie, and uh, kids will love it, as the whole family will love it, so I'm going to give it 4.5 out of 5 stars
2: hmm And have you seen the first Stuart Little?
4: Yes, I have.
2: So what do you think of the first one compared to the second one?
4: Well, a lot of times in movies, uh, the original will always be known as the best one. But actually, mm-hmm. in this case, this rare case, I think Stuart Little 2 actually holds up to about the same as Stuart Little 1. It was the I absolutely sequel, agree.
2: Yeah,
4: perfect sequel people were waiting for when they first saw the first Stuart Little movie. It was really a nice surprise.
2: I agree with you. In most movies, especially sort of like children's movies, the first one's like really good, and then the second one, you're like, eh, and then the yeah. third one, you're like, no. Uh, yeah. Like Shrek, for example, the first one was awesome, right. and then they yeah, just went downhill also. from there. <laughs> it. So do you think if you had to be one specific character in this movie, who would you be and why?
4: That's a really good question. I think I would want to be Margolo, just because she's a bird she can fly around and stuff but in the movie she was injured so i guess that kind of i kind of jinx myself right there but yeah when, Mar- when Margolo is healthy and uh can fly around i would love to be her cuz she's so small can go in tiny places and like just go anywhere she wants pretty much cuz she's a bird
2: Mm-hmm. See I think that would be awesome too But sort of in this movie she's kind of being Controlled for the fa- by the Falcon For like most of the movie right. yeah. So I mean people always want to be able To like fly and be birds for the freedom But mm-hmm. then it's sort of like contradicting Because like she's is. a bird actually, But she's yeah, not demon. free you know
4: yeah. That was one of the conflicts she had with herself
2: Mm -hmm. And then, like, she knew that she could, like, fly away and be free, but then she also knew that she would have nobody, like, sort of protecting her, I guess. So, I thought that was kind of cool that she kind of had to make that decision, like, who should I stick with? Yeah. So, Um, what age group would you recommend this film for?
4: All ages, definitely. I think no matter uh, how small, how young your kid is, or, like, even if you're a teenager like me, I still enjoyed this movie a lot. Just Mm -hmm. because... Uh, We all love seeing animals talk.
2: Mm -hmm. This is definitely one of the movies where when I'm older and I have kids, I'm going to be like, I watched this when I was little. Now you're going to watch it and you're going to enjoy it. And I'll definitely, because I mean, even though that there's some pretty good like children's movies coming out now, they cannot compare to like the classics, you know, it's like we, we had it good. We had like classics and even our parents had it better. They had like real classic movies that they got to watch.
4: Just so, just like oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Okay. So I really like how Stuart Little in this movie has all these hobbies, right? Of like mm-hmm. what kids do today. So like Stuart Little will skateboard and uh like go sail boats and stuff like that. So he has all these uh cool things that make him more relatable in the in the sense of like, oh, I do that every day, you know, so that mm-hmm. was really cool to see a little mouse pull those things off.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. And I think it's sort of cool how he turned like everyday objects into like sort of realistic things that like real right. kids use. And I thought yeah. that was awesome. So what do you think was like the biggest moral or message from this film?
4: Definitely a little goes a long way, mm-hmm. which is a clever pun of Stuart Little
2: very very clever. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but I mean you can you can use that in everyday right. life, you know, no matter yeah. how little you are or even if you're not very like experienced in something, you can do anything as long as you set your mind right. to it. Exactly. And also I think like another message that this film sort of puts out is like bravery because like Stuart Little is so brave. Like he's so little and he's yeah, also very he brave. He
4: totally takes on no matter. He took on a hawk.
2: Yeah. And that's, like, what eats him. And I also think, yeah. like, another example of that, even though he's, like, I mean, it wasn't, like, the biggest amount of bravery, but, like, when um, his mom's, like, wedding ring fell into the drain um, oh, and, yeah. like, he went down to go get that, like, that probably took bravery because something bad could have happened. So it's just, like, oh, totally. he really, he was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So do you think that there's anything else that audiences should know before they go out and watch this movie?
4: Other than that, it's you're gonna have a good time, uh, and if you don't, then well.
1: <laughs> then you but,
4: tried, <laughs> but that's it's very hard to not like this movie. Just because so lovable characters, amazing music too. I thought the music in this movie was great.
2: The score, oh, absolutely, it's fantastic. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time for today. But Blake, thank you so much for telling us all about. Stuart Little 2. It was a pleasure to have you on the show again. Thanks. Alright, everybody, so be sure to go check out Stuart Little 2, which is playing this December on HDNet Movies Kids Scene, so definitely check that out. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm Raven Devaney, signing out, and you're listening to Voice America Kids.
1: Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week.